Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following episode of the Keegan Odyssey was recorded after we'd recorded part two and we hadn't realised that it had gone out because basically we're fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, you actually went to the trouble of putting it out, which is yeah, not a particularly we, short process. Yeah, you actually that, did it that was and then before forgot. Christmas and I had yeah, a lot of sweets lot of since, then. since then. We, we, um, we lost episode three and not episode two. So we did episode two again. Uh, mistakenly but it turned out that 90% of it was different from the original episode yeah too. because it had more Bob Marley in this as well there's a so lot more better. Bob Marley in and stuff about the history of cows mm. so we thought we'd, we'd put it out yeah. as, a, as a bonus for you my theories on evolution are outlined pretty in here, much which I've never had the opportunity to do before and as you said some stuff about Bob Marley so it's kind of like a, um, it's, it's, it's episode 2.5 if you like yeah. so there you go enjoy it here we go This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And welcome to part two of the Keegan Odyssey. Mm. Hang on, is it part two? It is, yeah. Are you sure? It's been a long time. Wow. Shit. It's been a long gap. Yeah, that's right. It is part two because we ended part one with uh, Kevin Keegan talking about being allowed to keep his cow Mm. on the town moor at Newcastle because he was made an honorary freeman of the city. Mm. Um, he says it gave me all sorts of rights, such as being allowed to keep a cow in the town moor. It doesn't get much better than that, he says. I think you'll find life does get better than that. Don't he you was agree? being ironic, maybe. I don't know. He's got an exclamation mark at the end yeah, of it as well. So, he's, uh... so with his ghost right, he's gone, now, put a little exclamation... <laughs> what do they call those things? An explanation mark? Well, they're excitement marks. Put one of them excitement marks. When I'm talking... Always imagine that if I could, if I could actually say the word excitement mark at the end of everything I said, I would, because but it would slow me down, because uh, that's how I'm thinking all the time. Put it in there because it shows people I'm saying it with a cheeky grin on it, my face. If I stand up when I've said it, that means it's an excitement <laughs> thing. So put an excitement mark at the end. But of course, we must remember that Kevin Keegan's ghostwriter in this autobiography was, of course. Himself. Oh yeah, he was he was his own ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> that way, you'd, it works out financially. <laughs> we both get paid. It's I brilliant. read it to myself in the mirror, record it, then later on transcribe what I've written down with my typewriter. So yeah, he's uh, been allowed to keep his cow in the town mower. Uh, he says, Alan Shearer was honoured the same way a few years later, and I've told my former player, ooh, bit of a power player there, I've told my former player, he's putting Shearer in his place there, he can put two cows on there if he likes, because I'm not using mine. 
So, um, do you think he still refers to the the cow thing when he he meets up with Shearer? Hey, official function. Alan, Alan, hey, have you brought your cow, Alan? (laughs) Oh, sorry, there's other people in the group. Sorry, if you don't know, it's a bit of an in joke between me and Alan, isn't it, Alan? Alan Shearer just wearily rolling his eyes. Yes, Kevin. Yeah, we've... Uh, uh, we're both three men of the city, aren't we, Alan? Alan uh, we can both keep cows, but I've said to him, what do I always say? Go on, tell him. You say that I, I you can have, have two cows because... because you don't use yours. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it then? How's it doing? How's the cow? Oh, it's not dead. There is there is no cow. It's just an imaginary cow. All right, Alan, don't be a sourpuss. Just play along with it. Play along with it. I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, then he sort of um, qualifies it by saying, um, it was a lovely honour, but I would have swapped it in a shot for the elusive trophy that Newcastle have been chasing for longer than they probably wish to remember. So, he's quite right. Newcastle fans would rather see a trophy in the trophy cabinet at St James's Park rather than two cows on the town mower, not really knowing what they're doing. Tethered, probably being uh, ignored. Although, to be fair... If they did put the two cows of Keegan and Shearer on the Tamua, I think that would become a popular tourist attraction. I don't think the Georgies would go and punch those cows. They wouldn't punch those cows. Because you know, they like punching punching farmyard animals. It's one of the sports up there. But... I think that they would. I think those two cows—they're sacred. They'd be left. They'd be the, a little bit like the Harry Potter shrine at King's Cross Station. Yeah, there'd be massive queues every day for people. Not people go. running into it like they do in that magical platform. No, they wouldn't do. I've that. I've seen people do that at King's Cross. Yeah, the cow tipping. Silly bastards. Cow tipping. It's similar to that, isn't it? That I was for a while. I don't like cow tipping. What's your thoughts on it? I am also against cow tipping. Do you know who do it? Twats. Twats. Yeah. And cunts. You'd have to be a twat or a cunt or both to go and tip over a fucking cow. Yeah. The thing about cows is they don't even want to be here. You know it's not natural that cows exist. Really? In evolutionary terms, there is no role that a cow can play. They are kept, they are bred artificially yeah. Yeah. in order to service our hunger. Our need for milk. For and our beef. hunger for milk and beef, right? But they shouldn't, they, they, sh- they don't really need to be there. And so against their own will, they are grown in laboratories effectively and stood in freezing cold fields all over the fucking world right just so they can be eventually slaughtered and eaten and while they are still alive if they're not just fucking standing around being bored they're having their tits wanked off for milk and cheese etc and it's a terrible life and then as if it couldn't get any worse some fucking student called Tarquin pissed up and maybe on acid fucking comes up to you in the middle of the night when you're trying to get some kip and pushes you over down a fucking hill do they sleep standing up cows? I think so I don't know they lie down when it's going to rain don't they? if they weren't I think you know a cow's got to be sleeping for you to be able to creep up on it to push it over or at least daydreaming heavily. At least, Stand up! at least resting its eyes. Yeah, its self-defending eyes. Mm, Should we do a cow podcast one day? I think there's a lot of fucking mileage in a cow <laughs> podcast. First guest, Kevin Keegan. <coughs> yeah. Hey, you picked the right fella for this. What's this then? Stars in their cows? Oh, I love this. <laughs> hey, you know who else you should get on? Alan Shearer. <laughs> He's got a name. cow. <laughs> no, they should. I mean, no one would bother that cow. The... Because they're the two ultimate saints of Geordie Land, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, is there yeah. anyone else there would with be, more? There would be uh, Milburn, Jackie would, Milburn. Yeah, He's think, probably well, got a cow. They would be a signifier. They would be, you know, those two. Those two men that almost define Newcastle United. They'd the be last branded with their faces. They, they, yeah, they could be. They could have 
Could you get a, 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 a recreation of their faces put onto the cows' faces? Mm, that would ruin the cow look, In the look, same though. way that some football managers wear the faces of other football managers. You know managers. how cows have really sexy eyes? <laughs> yeah, with the big eyelashes. Yeah, when, like you look in, on when, when you look into a cow's oh, eyes, you actually do want to sex yeah, it. yeah. But then you realise it's a cow, and you think, what the fuck am I thinking? Then you look at its big, ugly nose. You could just wank its tits instead. Yeah. That's how it starts. That's, that's right. probably that's how milk's got invented. Yeah. Because, I mean, the you farmer. do think, who discovered milk? Yeah. Weird, right? Exactly. Fucking farmers looking at Some the cow, guys. thinking, you are okay, much fitter yeah. than my wife, because yeah. it was probably medieval times, so yeah. everyone was pretty ugly, because there was no toothpaste or anything, yeah. or soap. Or shampoo. So his wife's like... A crone, a medieval yeah. crone. I'm not dissing her. He's probably not a looker either. He'd oh, have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, he'd have been even more ugly and stinks. But he's out in the field thinking, oh, fucking hell, in a certain light. Got these cows are um, going away. Yeah, these cows who, who are hanging around, what, stray cows? <laughs> One of them's really fit. I'm going to wank its tit off. Whoa, it's spunked up. Put that I spunk in the I bucket. I might have a taste of it while I'm here. Yeah, put that spunk in the bucket. Well, it tastes all right. I tell you what else you should do with that spunk. Let it, leave it and let it curdle for fucking ages. And once it turns hard, eat it on a bit of toast. <laughs> this is the most, it's the most disgusting, perverted journey that humankind has ever been on. Yeah. And now look at us. The dairy industry is a multi-billion industry. What's the name of that fellow who invented the internet? Uh, Tim Tim Berners Lee. Tim Berners Lee. Tim Britt Taylor. He's nothing compared to the fellow that first wanked a cow off. Yeah, absolutely right, because the, there was more imagination in wanking off a cow. What's more important to us, the internet or milk, butter and cheese? Yeah, especially cheese. Especially I mean, cheese. That, that's the thing. I mean, although I have sort of suggested to you that I don't think cows should exist, <laughs> I couldn't live without cheese, mate. It'd be a sad day when cows go extinct, when the last one dies. And, le- and, le- mean and the other thing it. is, milk chocolate is delicious, God, and yeah. without cow's milk... I think they do make it with vegetable oil in America, don't they? Double cream, trifle, custard. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Can't live without cows. I wonder if you could do something similar with... I bet if we Googled it, we'd find someone who was up to something similar, but with man spunk. (laughs) (laughs) I think we could Google that, yeah. But um, let's not, because we're using the uh, Wi-Fi here at TalkSport. It's probably got a block on it. Well, you say that some no, of the presenters. Yeah. No, no, you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah, I can think of one or two. Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, this and that. Let's move on to the next bullet point that we've got on our list. Um, he met the Queen. Uh, yes, he got, got some award from the Queen. Of course, MB, he did. MBA I mean, or an OBE, one of them. I haven't got it down here. I mean, if it, you know, if any footballer, as we were at pains to remind people while we were having a laugh at Keegan's expense, Keegan is a people forget, and we said it in the first podcast. You remember the rant, you remember the England meltdown, yeah. blah, 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 the second spell at Newcastle. Forget all of that. Even forget his first spell as Newcastle manager. Keegan, the player, was a bona fide superstar yeah. who has probably personally achieved more than most England players in the history of football. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, I think we get onto it later on. He, he does a bit where he talks about his lifetime achievements, but we'll get to that. But he, uh, he went to Buckingham Palace to accept his award and he says, I even tried a little bit of Keegan humour with Her Majesty. Oh. oh. Let's see how this goes. As she passed down the line, the Queen's first words when she reached me were, Oh, you've been around a long time, haven't you? He says, I gave a little bow and tried my best to make her laugh. Yes, ma'am, some people think possibly too long. Hey. Oh, 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 that's the Keegan humour there. Now, can you see I've stood up? What does that mean? <laughs> As he used uh, an excitement mark after um, that. Um... 
No, he hasn't used an excitement oh. mark there. Probably just out of respect for Her Majesty. He doesn't want to just convey excitement. No, he doesn't queen. want to distress the monarch. But he says, uh, at which point she peered at me inquisitively. Is it possible for one to be around too long, she asked. Do you see see that? Oh, go on, finish. Well, no, you can you make I mean, a point because... The Queen saying that annoys me because the Queen does need a lot of small talk up her mm. sleeve. She's meeting all sorts of cunts every day yeah. and she's got to fucking play nice. Yeah. And it probably gets boring, whatever. But I've, I've heard Prince Charles do this before. What they do is... They try to say things. They try to pose questions to make themselves appear to be sort of deep and intellectual and philosophical. Yeah. And I heard Prince Charles do it once. Right. Because I saw him being... Sometimes, you know, obviously, like you, Andy, I'll YouTube old footage of him and Lady Di when they were first together. just to remember. Just to remember the happier times. And... They've got engaged and someone says to them, one of the newspapers says, yes, you're uh, just like any other normal couple. And Prince Charles goes, yes, whatever normal means. Yeah. Right. And he thinks that's a clever thing to say, but it yeah. isn't. It's trite. It's, it's trite. And uh, and then the Queen is doing the same here. She goes, is it possible? He's given us some banter. She can't handle it because she doesn't. She's got no fucking banter. No. She's a banter-free zone. That's yeah. the thing about the Queen. Monarch. Right? She's shit at it. When was the last monarch we had? It was good with who was the banter. Ba- who was bantankerous? Yeah. Henry VIII. Do you reckon? Probably. Victoria? No, she was a miserable cow, wasn't she? Yeah. Especially after her husband died, she fucking took it yeah, out on everyone. Right, probably Henry VIII, yeah. Henry VIII had superb one. banter. And obviously, yeah, the madness of King George, yeah. whatever. He had banter, but... Yeah, I don't know if it counts as banter if you're actually clinically insane. Yeah, you're probably right there. <laughs> so she's got no banter, and so she thinks, well, I can't let fucking Double K have the last word, yeah. the cunt. He's done me, there all ends up. Yes, Your Majesty, some people think too long. Yeah. Right? And so she said, I've got a fucking... I can't... I'm the fucking queen. I can't... I've got to have the last word. this. So she's given it... Huh. Is it possible for one to be along? Like, oh, well, I'm going to fuck you up here by being yeah. all intelligent. Where, and probably Keegan, bless him, might have been a bit befuddled by that. What, what are you talking about? Oh, no, you sent me spinning into an existential crisis, <laughs> Your Majesty. <laughs> oh, oh, she's fucked off. Flaming heck, come back. What and did the, you mean by that? And then he says... What, do you mean we won't be alive forever? And then he says, then she moved off without waiting for an answer. Bitch. She's just gone... Power play. Burn. Power play. Yeah. Bam, and poor, and you shouldn't do that to Kevin Keegan because he's uh, he's got an innocent childlike mind. He has never, until that moment, contemplated his own mortality. He's trying to engage with her there, and she's just basically knocked him down and gone, "I'm the queen, fuck you," and walked off. Yeah, is it possible? Gonna... To hey, your majesty. Hey, your majesty. Hey, I bet you own a few cows, don't you? Come on, don't be a sourpuss. Give, you, give us a tickle. Right, it's all that sort of malarkey. And she stared him straight in the face and she's gone. Everyone you know and have ever known will one day be dead. And then she's held his stare really seriously. Yeah. She just whispered it to him so yeah. no one else can hear. Yeah. You, all your family and friends and everyone you've ever met will all be dead. Soon. Ooh. Ta-da. Soon. Threat. And he's gone... What? Come back, Your Majesty. What do you mean by that? Explain that, please. I, I've never thought that. Are you joking? Oh, oh, my God, she's right. Everyone does die in the end. Oh. I'm going to make some phone calls. Bloody exactly. hell. A lot of people to say goodbye to. Oh, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Even Terry Mack. 
<laughs> yes, key. Yes, double uh, K. Even Terry Mack. Oh, oh flaming no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got myself in a right to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, at the palace as well. I had to go off to the Royal Carsey for a quick cry. <laughs> and then I was right, and re- right as rain. I had a quick word with myself. <laughs> and I went off on one of those open top tour buses around London for the afternoon. It was fantastic. <laughs> I think I saw Roy Keane on the back of a motorbike at one point. <laughs> and at the end, we all went to Planet Hollywood and had milkshakes. <laughs> I felt flipping fan dozy after that. <laughs> Double thumbs. <laughs> Jalapeño. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. He goes back to talking about the end of his, his time in football, which was when uh, he left Newcastle after the second time. His final game as a manager was a 3-0 defeat at Arsenal in September 2008 that will probably always be remembered for the television cameras picking out Mike Ashley in the away end, where he proceeded to down a pint in roughly the same amount of time it has taken you to read this sentence. <laughs> so Power play. He's not bitter at all about his final hurrah in football oh, yeah. being Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley breaking the law there, incidentally. If he sat in the away end you're not allowed with to a do pint, that. you're not allowed pints. No. If he's been in the executive area, fair enough. I don't even think you're allowed to be executive. You're not allowed to drink it at pitch side. Anywhere where you can see the match taking place, you're not allowed to drink. I think that's the rule. So if you shut your eyes while you have a drink, I think that's legal. I think that's allowable. But if you can see the match through your eyes, you're not allowed to be having a drink. Yeah, they they hand out branded at some grounds, the modern ones like the Majetski mm. or something like that. They hand out branded blindfolds, blindfolds like the Heineken branded or yeah. Foster's Ice. Yeah. Foster's Ice <laughs> blindfold. And There's you put modern. it on. And if you do that, you can actually have a pint and a fag. Really? Yeah. Right. But not a wank. I couldn't... I Don't couldn't. ask me how I know that, but you are not allowed not, to do... not the Majeski. You're not allowed to do the Holy Trinity. <laughs> I don't know if I could, I don't, I could do, do a fag with the blindfold on. That'd be You could end up injuring yourself. Yeah. Poking yourself, holding the fag the wrong way around, stick it in your own eye. Yeah, fuck that. So, yeah, Mike actually drank the, the pint in uh, roughly the same amount of time it has taken you to read this sentence. Put that, because that, that signifies a, a short period of time. Put that down. Oh, I thought of a great one. It, t- it He drank a pint... In about as much time as it would take, let's think, oh, for me at, at the peak of my career to to run 50 metres, no, no, it's a bit bit wordy, that. Um, oh, I know, Speedy Gonzalez to, <laughs> to, to, to run out and steal a bit of cheese. No, no, no. How about the intro to Don't You Want Me by the Human League? <laughs> no, it's a bit no, too No, it's specific. actually quite long, that. Um, oh, I know. What about... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> then my ghostwriter, brackets me, came up with a real gem. How about is in the time it took to read this sentence? <laughs> is Wallop. Do you think the sequel to this book is going to be a book about the writing of this book? Yeah, yeah. About him and his ghost Behind writer. the scenes. Yeah. It'll be about him, the relationship between him and his ghostwriter, but with we fell out a different badly. ghostwriter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him again. Him again. But a different side of Double K. <laughs> talking, to, talking about the other ghostwriter <laughs> who he doesn't speak to anymore. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a deep dive on that as well. Um, he says as well, it wasn't just Mike's beer guzzling that upset me that day, it was the fact that Tony Jimenez, the executive who'd been put in charge of Newcastle's transfer business, had informed me we were spending 5.7 million, 5.7 million, on a Spanish player called Cisco, whom nobody from the club had ever seen play. I also found out a Uruguayan by the name of Ignacio Gonzalez was joining us as a, inverted commas, favour for two South American agents. Oh. Mm. And he said uh, he was being told to park this player. That's quite controversial, isn't it? I've never heard of this before, but since reading it, it's made me reassess millions of transfers. transfer deals ever done. So many West Ham transfers. I bet you can think of several Sunderland transfers where you think, that fucking nobody came for quite a lot of money, never never played played in the Carabao once or twice, and then just disappeared again. What was that all about? It makes parked no him. sense. It parked him. Fucking parked. Fucking parkers. Well, yeah. the classic is the lid there, isn't is, is Tevez and, and um, Mascarano, and that, that was almost openly done. We'll park them. Mm. Park them at West Ham, and then move them on the following season. Yeah. With that, did you actually buy them? Or were they on loan? Oh, it's all vague, isn't it? took ownership of them. Mm. There was a third party. They were, they were owned by, effectively a um, people trafficking organisation <laughs> and we did a deal with them. That's, that's that's actually true. I mean, really, it's slavery. They I've were got, owned I've by a corporation. A coming in, coming in 3am Wednesday, down the docks. There's a load of fanny powder in there, but there's a couple of Argentines in there as well. I don't want you to look at them or speak to them. They, <laughs> they're coming out straight away before the fanny powder even comes out. There'll be a taxi coming for them. Don't worry about it. You'll just focus on the fanny powder. No, no, watch yourself, though, because if they have been at the fanny powder on the way over, they might be a bit volatile yeah. when you get in there. They'll have been starved of natural daylight they for might, weeks. They might go for your eyes Yeah. as soon so, as you open the container. Just be quick. Get in and out nice and quick. Get one of them blindfolds on. I got you from the Majeski. Put that <laughs> on in case they go for your eyes. But other than that, they'll be fine. Yeah, they were Parkers. And poor old Keegan, again, the innocent. Everyone else in football knows all about this. Yeah. What? I don't understand, Mr. Ashley. <laughs> you want to park them? I never parked Rob Lee. <laughs> yeah. I, never parked, I never parked John Beresford when I signed him. Warren Barton wouldn't park him even if you had told him to. They were good, honest players. I got them in to do a job, and a job they did. They played football even when there weren't a game on. <laughs> he says, uh, life moves on. Uh, I have far too much in my favour to be engulfed by bitterness. <laughs> um, my affections for Newcastle aren't diminished just because of the unpleasantness with, and then he lists names, Fuck Mike man. Ashley, Tony Jimenez, Dennis Wise, Derek Lambias, and assorted others. Jesus. <laughs> uh, would I be tempted back for a fourth spell? Keegan Four, if you like, if a takeover meant new owners and a club no longer powered by the theory of chaos. <laughs> Keegan Four, the theory of chaos. <laughs> the search for Terry Mack. <laughs> oh, no, that was Keegan Three. Yeah. <laughs> he says, no, that ship has sailed, but I do retain an exhilarating vision. Think about me as I retain an exhilarating vision. Right. Now, 
he said to his ghostwriter, ask me, <laughs> and this bit, ask me, would I go back to Newcastle? <laughs> okay, would you ever go back to Newcastle? What, you mean if it was no longer powered by the theory of chaos? <laughs> Yes, I suppose that is what I mean. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and, and then he, he goes, he whispers, I would really, but don't write that down. <laughs> that ship has sailed, he says, but I do retain an exhilarating vision of what could happen if Newcastle were reignited in the way that happened in the 1990s. Sad stuff. Sad stuff, yeah. Um, what's even sadder is that he talks then about uh, strangers constantly getting him to recreate the rant pause oh, yeah. the headphones and the finger stabbing yeah. and all of that. He says, strangers shout the critical two words to me from car windows. Autograph hunters tell me they would love it if I could sign their pieces of paper. One family, Fred, had love it as his ringtone. And when I go to charity events, I'm often asked to sign photographs showing me in that classic pose. Headphones on, finger jabbing, blazing eyes. Mm. The eyes were blazing, weren't they? Remember? Yeah, they were. They were on yeah. fire. And strangely enough, those pictures tend to be auctioned for a lot more money than the ones where I'm playing for England or any of my clubs. How does he, he know about how much fi- photographs of him get auctioned? I track for? it. I got a tracker. I got a tracker program, eBay. <laughs> I get alerts on me, what do you call it? Me, me, te- me electric telephone. Um, it goes ping! And anywhere in the world, I've got a map. Photo anywhere in the world, someone is trying to sell a photo of me. I see the price straight away, even if none of it's owed to me. It means I can write to them and say, I think it's only fair you give me a percentage of the sale that I know for a fact you made yesterday of my image. Uh, Allardyce would do that, but then no one's selling pictures of Allardyce, are they? No. <laughs> we, says, we should try. Yeah. He says, I've heard all the gags a thousand times, and for the generations who aren't old enough to remember me as a player, that is probably what they know me for, the rant. That's life, and I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to see the funny side. Good I attitude. Love that phrase. Comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. It's good that. I think it's a good attitude he's got. Yeah. He's, he, he doesn't get knocked down, does he? he it probably back. does like bother a him a little bit, or he wouldn't be bringing it out, but he's right to say, you know, he's almost assuring himself by yeah. writing those words down. Via it's almost like he's, he's talking to him. Well, he is literally talking to himself, <laughs> but it's like he's giving himself therapy. Yeah. I'm fine about it. I've got loads more going for me. And it's like, yeah, that's positive affirmation. You have double K. You've got a lovely family. You've got your health. And you've got a trophy cabinet full of honours. Yeah. And he talks again about the, uh, the the love it thing. And he says, it's even part of my routine when I'm giving speeches because, heck, if you cannot laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Heck, indeed. Heck. Great <laughs> use of the word heck, Keegan. Heck in hell. <laughs> oh, Heckin' hell, Terry. Heckin' Nora. We've blown the title again. <laughs> what the heck's going on here, lads? <laughs> he says, uh, after all these years and everything I've done in my career, it never ceases to amaze me how many people seem to think my lifetime's achievements have nothing to do with football and consist of, in rough order, here's another list, ladies and gentlemen, the time I crashed off my bike on television superstars, crashed off my bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, play me neck, I've crashed off my bike. Stop the show! Stop the show! That's like something an eight-year-old would say. Like I crashed off my bike, <laughs> Mum. It's bleeding. My knee's bleeding. <laughs> um, the time I crashed off my bike on Superstars, my <laughs> my perm, yeah, and my top forty record with head over heels in love, <laughs> which only got to like number thirty-two. I think it wasn't even a big hit. 
Uh, maybe it got to number one in Germany. Oh, I think. Done, uh, I, think was, I think he was in Germany at the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, it'll be massive in Germany. Yeah. Do you think the the British snubbed it in the way they thought he'd snubbed us by going to Germany? Do you think it was our, our chance? Do you think to give a was that was that the was that the national climate at the time that our superstar footballer had gone to Germany and that was a betrayal? Well, it was just weird, wasn't it? Nobody really understood what he'd done. Oh, why he done it? There was a, no who it else before. went there? Uh, Woodcock, Woodcock went as well. Was it yeah. just him? And Woodcock now, I think he's lived there ever since. He's got like a bizarre semi-German accent, Tony Woodcock. Oh, I'd love to see it's that. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll good. look on YouTube afterwards. Google <laughs> Google Tony Woodcock interview. Has he got an autobiography? We'll do that. <laughs> Fucking wants to. I mean, yeah, Germany's not a bad place, and the other thing is, if you get to number one in Germany, it. It's more impressive, isn't it? Because it's a much bigger country with a bigger population. Yeah. I mean, we we do write off the Germans a little bit and think it's just a daft little country with people with mullets. Do but we? <laughs> never write I off do. the Germans. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if history has taught us anything, so yeah, it's to never write never off underestimate the them. They're always secretly rebuilding their fucking armed forces <laughs> somewhere in hidden bunkers. Anyway. Keegan, um, head over heels in love, got to number 31 in the UK, number 20 in Austria, and only number 10 in Germany. Mm. So the, the German chart must have been a very um, I think, tough nut to crack. I think Kevin Keegan, really, people who know football and are of a certain age know full well that there's more to Keegan than what he, the, the list of things he just said. But when you meet Kevin Keegan, like when you meet anyone fa- very famous and you have a chance to converse with them and you're not the Queen... yeah doing power plays yeah you don't want to power play someone like kevin keegan what you want to do is have an open a conversation opener that you feel won't be boring and that might have a chance of actually engaging them in a little bit more of a conversation yes, than just, just nice think we'll ask him about i think pe- i think people think that i think people think wrongly yeah that if they said something like remember that time you won european player of the year yeah or you won the league with Hamburg or whatever. Top scorer in the top league with Southampton. Yeah. Unfashionable club at the time. He th- they think that's boring career stuff, yeah. but I'll show that I have deeper insight to him. I know the better stuff. It's like if you met if you met an artist, one of your favourite musical artists, right? Yeah. Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah. If you met Bob Marley tomorrow, right? Because he w- turns out he wasn't dead, he'd faked he it was like two Yeah. Right. You would not go Hey, Bob, I love um, No Woman, No Cry, because he'd roll his eyes and go, Ras, man, man. that's a... Cl- car. Is that the only one you Is know, man? Oh, God, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, Ras Clart, <laughs> right? You'd think of a fucking B-side, wouldn't you? You'd go, hey, on Could You Be Loved, the the, the version that was only released in uh, Australia, there's yeah. that great B-side. Yeah. So I don't know why I'm doing Keegan's voice for you now. <laughs> It's Sam Keegan and being introduced to the ghost of you'd, Bob Marley. You'd imagine that he'd go, Ras, you are a proper fan. You, <laughs> yeah. know, you know my back catalogue inside out. High five. High five. Come on. Come and smoke this zoot with me. <laughs> and sing backing vocals. So what should I say if I meet Bob Marley? Should I say that? Yeah, come up with a B-side, because it's better. There's a, there's a bit on... Uh, there was a bit on the Primal Scream documentary that was on before Christmas yeah. on BBC Four where Noel Gallagher was talking about the first time he ever met uh, Bobby, Bobby Gillespie at Primal Scream and Noel said that Bobby asked him 
what's your favourite Bob Marley B-side? No. And, yeah. Really? And, yeah. And he said he knew then they'd be like mates for life. If Bob, if Bobby That's Gillespie a twatty came, thing exactly, to say. Exactly. Bobby Gillespie came up to me and said, what's your favourite Bob Marley B-side? I would have said, it's fucking this. Yeah. Stuck there you go, mate. Face. Swivel on that. Yeah. That's my fucking favourite A-side and B-side. You fucking floppy head cunt. Yeah. I he kept, I thought for a while Bobby Gillespie was stalking me in the nineties. I bumped <laughs> I bumped into him in four different places. Really? Once in Brighton. Yeah. I was a student. He was walking along in the North Lane. If you know Brighton, you'll know where that is. And he's come and he's with a a young lass, and he's clocked me in this shop. Right. And he's pointed at me and whispered to the young lass, and the young lass has come over. Journal cunt. <laughs> no, I was a student. <laughs> Well, you were a student. I was a student. Oh, right. You were time. nothing then. I was a nobody. And he said, um, she said, oh, can you tell us where you got your jacket from? Ooh. I was really chuffed. Was it like a, a one with a, 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 a cowskin one with fringes on it? Yeah. And tasseled arms. <laughs> yeah. I was also wearing cowboy boots. There's the 90s. That was my look then. It was then. Brighton. Yeah. I was wearing a gigantic Stetson as well. <laughs> you were just a cowboy. Anyone who knows me in, or knew me in the Britpop era knew that I shunned the Britpop look and dressed as a cowboy at all times. And Gillespie liked that. And then another time I was at Euro 96 in the same era and I was coming and it was half time of Italy versus Germany at Old Trafford. <laughs> Gillespie. I've come out of a toilet cubicle at half time, yeah. right? Who's fucking standing right outside? Bobby Gillespie. Almost doing a bit like that squirt did to you on the train. Like, kind yeah. of... He wasn't banging, but he was standing right outside. So when I opened the door, I had to jump... I jumped back. Whoa! <laughs> fucking Bobby Gillespie! Why would he have been in a hurry to get in the toilet? Well, yeah, in the <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, half-time of Euro 96. A lot of people doing a shit in this toilet. Bit weird. They must have put something funny in the pies. It doesn't smell weird. Yeah. It He's like, right. oh, it's you, the cowboy. He <laughs> <laughs> recognised me. Didn't I see you in Brayton the other day? Yeah, that's right. And I'm still not telling you where I got this awesome jacket from. And then another time I saw him in... I saw him at a gig in London... And then I saw... This is so boring. Then I saw him in New York once. Anyway, that's the end of my Bobby Gillespie story. Shit. It's an, cut that out. That's, it's a shit story. No, I'm keeping it in. That's all we've got time for in this episode. We've that's a through. power play. You just power played me. We've got through... Well, I've got the editor's tools. Yeah. I have the power. Uh, we've got through five of our points on our list, uh, but we've also looked at the invention of cows and um, and their inevitable destruction. And we've also... met Bobby Gillespie a few times, so it hasn't been... And time, Bob Marley is um, not dead. He's a ghost. And always was. If you have a favourite Bob Marley B-side that you would like to recommend to Ian Andy, then just write it on a piece of paper, screw it up and shove it up your bum hole. <laughs> we'll be back next week <laughs> with another part of the Keegan Odyssey. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.